All right, so so this this is Jordan's new podcast. Yeah, it's my new podcast, but I haven't figured out a name yet. Are, are you? I've been struggling. Are you that. gonna go by the name Jordan? No, because you know I've heard that if you're not famous, I've been doing some research on po- like podcasting and starting podcasts. I've heard that if you don't come with a name on your podcast, if you use your personal name and you're not known, like say the Jordan Podcast, nobody's going to know anything. So I need something creative to come with it. I don't know what to name it right now. And so that's my only issues that I have with starting something right now is this, what the freak am I going to name this? <laughs> it's like, what's interesting that's not currently used? Uh, I don't know. So I was like, you know what, just get something done and maybe I'll think of a name. And by the time we publish this, it'll be like, we already have a name for the show. But I've always wanted to do a podcast. You know, it, it's so hard because there's like, thousands of podcasts out there and almost every name's taken but you know there has to be something that i can think of that or that we can think of that we can use by the time this is published we'll have a name because this will actually be the first episode of the podcast with the actual true name and i'm going to really concentrate on something like that this week and then we're going to have it done and good to go so basically we did a show together that we won't name but you know we went on a I took off and went to go work on a cruise ship as a entertainment technician. And it was a fun experience. I wonder we can discuss about, you know, the joys of traveling for work. Joys of being on a boat. The joys of I was you know, they could be joys if you think of it. I mean, the good things that come out of being a crew member on a ship is that A, you got you get to travel on the company dime. Um, there is some times that you do have to pay for your individual stuff. Like if you're going off the ship and you're, um, going to a restaurant or a bar, buying stuff off the ship, um, you do have to spend money there, but you can actually make money if you wanted to on the ship by just basically going to your crew cafeteria and then not drinking. You can easily make as much money as you want to on the ship, but you know. For some of us, after I tried to do that for like five days when I first started on the cruise ship, and it turned out that I met, I got invited to the crew bar, and then that crew bar became my second home. <laughs> so, so, so hang on, let, let me ask you a question here: How many people on a boat don't drink? Uh you know what? Be- because the boat that I was on, I I could name the five people that didn't drink. I, I knew a, a housekeeping person that did not drink. Um, I forgot what country she was from, but I know that she didn't drink. Um, because she even told me, I was like, well, I asked her, I was like, why don't I ever see you in the crew bar? She's like, I don't drink, and she was she was more into the physical health of it. So I, I say there's a lot of crew members, especially in the maybe the housekeeping department and stuff like that some that i didn't see of course the ship that i was on they had two different crew bars they had one that was deck four for it and they had one that was on like deck zero um so you might see some other people in the deck zero smaller one but the deck four one was more for like you see a lot of staff members occasional crew members. you know uh, we there's always ships are usually designated by tiers you have the officers which are you know your captain your staff captain then you have your staff members those are the people that are more seen with 
you know, your entertainment, your band members, your um, people that actually interact with the guests quite more often, your youth department, your kids department, stuff like that. Those are all staff members. And then you have your crew members, which is basically bar, housekeeping, um, kitchen, servers. You're missing one. What what other am I missing? Well, at least the boat that I worked on, uh, it was, we, we had the entertainment side. They were a separate group of people. They were not staff members. Uh, but they had to abide by the staff rules. Yeah. Well, the the company I worked for, it, the entertainment was staff members. We were considered staff, non tipping staff, um, since we did not get tips. Um, most most of your crew members, I say, majority of your housekeeping and bar and restaurants, they do get tips, so they're tipping crew. And so they would get tips. So they might get paid a little bit less than staff members. So but are like all the dancers and musicians under your or in your department then? Yes. Oh, okay. So See, it wasn't like that on our boat. Yeah, but well, I, I would say so. I wouldn't say it under you know my department had four other different departments within entertainment. You know, so you had my aspect of technical side of it. Then you had the show. You know the dancers and then you had the music the musician side of it and then you had just the staff what they call it entertainment staff which were like the cruise director and the people that were you know keeping the guests entertained or doing all the games and trivias and stuff like that so i think that was the the difference and i see a lot more of the entertainment people in the bar that i went to up in deck four um, I think that was different. It was pretty cool. I think a lot more people went to Deck Four Bar than they did Deck Zero, only because Deck Four had easy access to the smoking deck for crew members. You just walk out the bar door and you're there in the smoking section. So you know a lot of people that drank smoke. <laughs> so it was a given thing. What time did your crew bar close? Uh, basically they uh, last call was at one thirty. Ooh, that sucks. And but there is no there is no limit on how much alcohol you can get. A lot of people like when they knew the crew bar was shutting down, they get four or five bottles of beer to last. You could easily go up to the bartender. It's like give me four so and so beers. You know, I don't want to name brands, but you know, four so and sos. And I would just get, you know, when I would walk in, I would always get like a double whiskey and coke. You know. To start out with, and then I, by the time I was done, I'd probably have two or three of them at the end of the night, sometimes four. It got to the point where the bartender knew when I walked in, he already had my drink pretty much made. <laughs> and they also have your uh, your your staff charge card that, you know, all staff, crew, officers, they all have an, like a card. Uh, that is assigned to you where you do all your like purchases. It's also your like your room key to get inside your 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 room, um, your stateroom and stuff like that. So this, they the bartenders would write down your affiliate number and they memorize it by heart pretty much if you're a regular. So it's like enough. I, I got to the, it was at the point when I would miss like one or two nights. People started worrying like what was wrong. 
He's like, why, why didn't you come to the bar tonight? I was like, I needed a break. He's <laughs> like, oh, you coming tomorrow night? Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See, <laughs> so it got to the point of like, it, it, I, I, it made the, you know, the time go by and stuff like that, but it made like early mornings miserable, especially when you're getting like, Coast Guard would come board the board the ship and want to do a, a test on everybody for a safety check. That was kind of miserable. Safety check. Yeah, it's, it's never been. It's never fun being boarded by the Coast Guard when they do a surprise inspection and you know make sure you all know your emergency duties and you know make sure you know where you're at and how many people could be on a lifeboat and. Like when can you you know start serving food on a lifeboat, and when can you start serving water on a lifeboat, so that you can make sure that you know you have enough food and water to last for a few days. Even though most of the time you're going to be rescued within 24 hours on a lifeboat, statistically. It wasn't like that when I when I did this stuff, but then like? again, I did it in the 90s, so yeah. it's it's lots changed. A lot has changed now. The help of like technology and GPS and stuff like that. I mean, we didn't even have credit cards. Yeah. Now, now that's basically the the crew card that we get. It's basically like a credit card. It you just whatever purchases you make, whether it be internet, it be like uh, drinks. Your foods your foods pretty much free and for. Some some like staff members, we can actually eat up on the Lido deck and you know the guest areas on some lunches when it was like a port day and then like evenings and stuff like that. We can eat up there. Like I sometimes I prefer just going to the staff lunchroom or the crew. They didn't have internet back then. <laughs> See that was the issue. There's no satellite internet back then. It's like the only times you had internet is when you get on port and go to some internet cafe. We, we, there, there was actually a bank of payphones that if you were going to make a call, you had to call from a payphone. Yeah. Um, was it on the ship or was it just like off? It was. On it was port? on the ship. Oh wow. Oh, we had we had satellite phone connection. Yeah. Um, of course, they all it, had to. It was. I mean, back back then, it was expensive though. It was like oh, yeah. $5 oh, yeah. for five it's, minutes. It's almost like how it was on airlines when airlines had satellite phones. They're like four ninety nine a minute. <laughs> it's like, why are you calling? What's so important that you got to do a four ninety nine call, four ninety nine a minute call and stuff like that on on an airplane? But yeah, they they have phones. Like you know, it's like all the all the staterooms inside the ship have phones. You know, and it's like who's going to actually use that phone? Most people have cell phones now and. They can get these plans that they can, you know, have internet for the whole, the whole cruise, and they have this, you know, a lot of these companies have apps that you can text your other friends within the ship and stuff like that. So, well, the phone's only basically to call guest services now these days, or unless you have like the, the um, codes or whatever the numbers to call individual departments. No, but I, I enjoyed my whole my whole experience working on a cruise ship, basically traveling around. Um, I enjoyed the ports. Uh, my first ship, I only hit two ports for six months straight. Uh, there's we did do a cruise where a couple cruises where we did actually go to a 
21 days of going all through the Western and Eastern Caribbean and Bahamas. That oh, wait, you were on the shit ship. I thought we weren't going to name names. Well, <laughs> it's, it's it's not the same name anymore, but, no. you know. And no, the ship's been nobody, retired out, but yeah. The, yeah, the, well, it's been it's more been, than retired out. It's, it's been renamed. being cut up. No, no, no. Actually, it no, no. They actually renamed it. They it went into dry dock and they kind of re fixed it up and it's been renamed. It's now got all the poop. Yeah, yeah. There's still scenes of that. Yeah. But no, no. It's it was a it was a good ship. I did probably two contracts on that one. You know, I did I did a, a couple months on another ship and got vessel transfer because the because my old man sure on the poop ship he really wanted me back. He wanted you, man. He wanted me back on his ship. He was struggling, and he was like, "I need I need your help." And I was like, "It's like, would you if you if I requested you, would you come back?" I was like, "Sure," because you know I I missed the itinerary that I had on that second contract I had for a month and a half. Because it was like a seven-day cruise. And seven-day cruises are amazing, especially when you have four ports in between. You know, that means four ports that, you know, <laughs> you can do a lot of stuff with four ports. But that went back to the poop ship and we went back out and did the five-day with two ports. But, you know, in all things, I think it... Uh, the shit ship. <laughs> the, shit. the shit ship. Yeah. Shit ship. Oh, you have to Google it, and you'll figure out what shit, ship, ship it was. <laughs> you got me saying shit ship. I was like, all you got to do is basically like Google shit ship, and you had the poop ship and whatever, and you'll see what it's about and see what ship it was. But no, I had I had good times. I made I made tons of friends. I still make I still contact today. Some of them are still working for the company and everything, but I have honestly had a is a good experience for me that's something I would, I would never ever take back or something that i regret basically i mean your experience do you regret it um no i i don't regret anything really yeah uh so no i don't regret it i don't know i but i was in the navy before that so uh, i was kind of used to the lifestyle actually the lifestyle was better on a on a cruise ship than it was on on the navy ships oh yeah two different two different type of experiences going on uh, yeah i guess i mean navy you're there on duty and i don't know you really can't drink on the job right he said duty duty like Um, they don't have alcohol on a navy ship do they Oh, everyone's got alcohol on the Navy. Yeah, ship. but they don't have like a bar. No, no bar. There's like there's not like a hey, all the crew can come to this bar here on the ship. They have alcohol. You drink in your your what do they call a cabin or bunk or I don't know what they call. Yeah, is I mean it's easy. Somebody on that ship is going to have alcohol and they're willing to sell it, just like somebody always has a carton of cigarettes to sell. So it's almost like prison. It's kind of like that but you're i mean you're working so many hours that that you don't it's 12 hours it's 12 on 12 off yeah you know uh i i had i had somebody who who was like well well they have to give you time to exercise and all that stuff and they expect you to take that time out of your 12 off 
Yeah. Um, which, because of the work being as physical as it was, I, I literally just went to bed. Yeah. I the think smoking is the the smoking is the biggest thing on a on a uh, on a navy ship. Smoking is the biggest thing on any ship. I don't uh, know why. Me neither. I don't. It's like I've heard stories of when they would get people would get interviewed for a job on a cruise ship, and they're like, "Do you drink?" The person that's being uh, interviewed is like, "Yes, I do." It's like, "Well, you're going to drink a lot more." Do you smoke? Yes. <laughs> well, you're going to drink. A, you're going to smoke a lot more because I, I don't know if it's just. If it's basically a provides some kind of relief, kind of some stimuli or something like that for smoking, of course I dr- I drink a lot more on the ship, and we were basically working nine to ten hours every day for six months straight. We didn't really have, we had some time off, but usually we had to work nine to ten hours a day, and so any time off we had, we're either. St- napping sleeping or drinking or eating or something like that um so we had to put in our 40 to 50 hours a week or 50 or what i don't i lost count of how many hours we we're doing a week but but was, when you're on a cruise ship the the smoking thing is your opportunity to get away from the shop yeah it, it's basically i would say on the clock break yep you can you you take your smoke break, you take your ten or fifteen, and you're out there on the clock, but taking a break, and it provides you a way to take a break. I'm like, for me, I didn't I didn't smoke on the ship at all, so it's like I was constantly working. Of course, I had a a, a coworker that would always invite me out to come to just chat with him, so that'd be my breaks. But if I didn't have a coworker that didn't smoke, I wouldn't be taking breaks at all. I just worked I worked from morning to lunch. Take my one hour lunch, then finish up the rest of my shift, and then I'd be, you know, either have like my 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 schedule was weird. We have like I would be the morning shift. I work, you know, eight a.m. to or sometimes seven a.m. to noon. Take a lunch break, then come back, get done by three, then come back by six to do a comedy show or something like that till nine p.m. Then I was done, and then I had the evening off. While if I was doing evening shift, I would start about. 10 or 11, take a lunch break, come back, take a couple hours during the, about 3 to 4, take a dinner break, come back, and then work from 6 to midnight, you know, when the last, when the basic last comedy show hit. And so that's how you're getting your hours. And, you, of course, you had to go clocking in and out. And that was the most difficult thing is trying to find a clock to, go to, to clock in and out. You go to one clock and it's like offline. You're like, son of a bitch. And you go to a different clock and that might be offline. Like, ah, I have to clock in or else it's going to be a whole issue basically telling my boss, like, hey, like none of the time clocks are working. And it's a whole big issue just for them to f- fix all that stuff. They hated doing it. But, um, yeah, I think, yes, I think. So smoking, yeah, it's like if you if you were to work on a ship, you're going to smoke a lot more because it gets you away from your work. It's like there's tons of people that did it all the time. And, um, of course, drinking, you know, with the crew bar. I used to go in the crew bar. It opened, I think, at like 5 p.m. and closed about 1. Th- last call was 1.30. Oh, and- oh, that's rough. Ours was 4 in the morning. Man. But those of us that worked in the theater um, – 
didn't get off until yeah. eleven thirty in the evening. Yeah. Well, for me, when I when I worked comedy, sometimes I get off at twelve thirty, and I had just an hour just to drink. No, what, what <laughs> I loved was because ours was open late. Uh, the the guys in like the jazz, the jazz band, and all that all all those guys would come to our bar after their their nightclubs closed or whatever and we'd hang out for a couple hours just shooting the shit they'd play music they'd do i mean we we'd have a good time yeah no we we had a great time i have i have pictures and videos of the crew bar and just stuff going on and sometimes there'd be like some of the band people would bring in their instruments and we have just like a big musical and singing and stuff like that going Man, on as you, we're drinking you have pictures we yeah. weren't allowed to take pictures. Well, you you didn't have cell phones with cameras probably back then. No, we had to have regular cameras. But the fact is, is that what happens in the crew bar stays in the crew bar. Oh, well, like my stuff that took place in the crew bar is just on my phone. Really hasn't gone anywhere. I haven't really shared it on social media or anything like that. It's like it's just for my personal memories to keep, you know, of the good times I had. But you know, it, it's. It was an adventure, and I did drink a lot. Um, I think one of the the most interesting things was when our ship went to dry dock in the Bahamas in Freeport, because you know that's where most dry all dock. that's dry where dock. most all ships go to dry docks in Freeport, um, especially all the East Coast ships. The West Coast is, uh, the West Coast ships I think have a place in Oregon or something like that. They go dry dock in Seattle. Yep. Uh, but dry dock basically consisted of no liquor. The for for our, for our company, there's no liquor to be sold um, at the crew bar. They did have a crew bar, but there's no liquor, so it's only beers. <laughs> but you know, you could usually right before we went to dry dock, we stocked up on our liquors <laughs> in her in her in her cabin, so that way. <laughs> We'd be come, I'd be coming back to the crew bar with like a bottle and just be pouring it in everybody's cup, and that's our liquor and drinks and stuff like that. Um, because you know, who all wants beers? We all come here for the the liquor. And um, beer was cheap though. It was cheap. It's like two or three dollars a bottle. Maybe it was maybe it's like two. For me, it was like two dollars a bottle. I think for us, it was a dollar. I know dollar a bottle. I know, like. My whiskey and Coke, double whiskey and Coke, was like three or four bucks. And then I, I did order it one time, the same thing over in the. Um, but you were doing doubles, get, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I did order the same thing in at the guest bar. The guest bars we would get discount, but we wouldn't get we get a slight discount, but not that much. Like in crew bar, like it was like twelve dollars and. In the guest at the guest bar, Jeez. I was like, "Yeah, I'll just stick with beers at the guest bar, which is like four bucks or something like that, compared to my double whiskeys and cokes and stuff like that." But um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think uh, dry dock was interesting. I mean, we did get out every night because dry dock was basically us working from eight a.m. to like six p.m. every day. Um, we stayed on that schedule uh, for the what I was working with. Yeah, you got to change out all those TVs. Yep, and um, and so we get done, and we basically go 
explore Freeport, you know, there's sometimes the, um, the HR department would host a crew party. Crew parties kind of keep morale up, you know, got to get the morale up, you know, stuff like that. And so they do this big crew party on land at this, uh, one bar or something like that. And it was, a that was a pretty fun time. And there's just fun stories of one of the crew members. We had to literally walk back. <laughs> they were, wow. they were, they were holding onto her arms and shoulders as we're walking up the plank, the gangway. <laughs> and if you've ever seen a ship out of dry dock, it's a little interesting experience. You got to like, you know, you're boarding from deck zero, but now deck zero is not at the water line. It's probably, you know, 60 feet or so above the ground. Above the ground. <laughs> so, you're basic, so you're basically walking up 60 feet of steps. You know, and then you're climbing over these pipes and stuff that are connected to the ship to take away sewage and all this other stuff and running power and tons of other stuff. These pipes are connected to the ship right now since, you know, we our ship's, like, basically shut down. And so we got to still maintain stuff. And then you walk down to, you know, a few steps on deck zero. It's the poop shit. And, um, and so, yeah, getting passed through security because we had to all get through security. Um, which security is a different process for guests coming through than it is for crew. Like crew, we had to take our shoes off and like scan our shoes, make sure we're not bringing back contraband and stuff like that. But the difference between guests and crew is if I'm in a port, I go buy liquor, I can take it back to my room to drink. Unlike guests, when they buy liquor, it has to go to storage, which you get it at the end of your cruise when you're leaving the ship. You might be asking, why is that? Well, I might have five months left my contract. What are they going to do with that liquor for five months? That's my home. That, that cabin is my home. I think well, that's the, why it the was. The actual difference is that they wanted you to pay for alcohol on yeah. the boat. Yeah, they want guests to pay for alcohol on the ship. And not um, bring their own alcohol. That's why it's a big, huge thing. Okay, I know several guests, and myself, who has been on a cruise, I take booze with me in my bag. Yeah, they don't stop it. Nope. How does it get passed? You gotta tell the secret for the people who are listening. They're wondering how to sneak alcohol on the ship. They only go through certain amount of bags at a time. I would say that your best option would be to not put it into your luggage that's checked because that goes through a scanner device and that's more likely to get... That goes through a scanner. Um, dog kits as well. But every time I took alcohol onto a cruise, I would take it in a flask. Oh, there you go. Uh, so it doesn't look like... Um. Yeah, it doesn't look like. Yeah. No, there's 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 certain ways that you can do that. I've, there's there's plenty of I, options. On I that. have I actually have a 750 milliliter <coughs> book flask. It looks like a book. A book. <laughs> this is my Bible, my drinking Bible. It says what I says. 
That's what you do, man. <laughs> I was quoting like a pastor in Houston. It says what it says I am. <laughs> it does what it does it do. Today I'll be wor- today I'll be brought the liquor of <laughs> uh, but um no I, I you know it's 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 basically working on the ship was something that sometimes I miss even to this day I I miss the friendships I miss the traveling I miss just the atmosphere of the ship I don't really miss the work that I did because I felt like I wasn't imagine my sometimes my job is basically I get a a email from guests ever saying hey the remote control in this cabin's not working go in there the batteries are dead put new batteries in it's working fine done walk away have a good day have a good day that's basically the majority of it other stuff was just you know scheduling the programming uh scheduling the movies for pay-per-view and stuff like that make sure those are all uploaded and that that they're working fine for guests to do pay-per-views which honestly i i think when i looked at the the numbers it was like guests don't watch movies on the ship and if they do they bring it on their own computers and such and a lot of times and here's another thing a lot of times these guests they want to hook up they bring their gaming consoles and stuff like that for their kids and they want to hook they want their kids to play games you know they they brought their playstations or xboxes or nintendos it's like hey can i can can we hook up our our, our xbox up to the tv and that'd be a, a thing from guest services we get and i had to tell guest services like hey our tv is not made for this you can flag this right then and there not send it to us but then guest service is like well we just want y'all to tell them i'm like I'm just going to tell them the same thing <laughs> with a non-guest services response saying, sorry, the TVs are not set up to do this, even though that with a couple buttons, I can make it work. Exactly. <laughs> There's a couple of buttons that you can make it work. Um, it's like these hotel TVs. I mean, I mean, I take my Roku with me everywhere and, uh. They're, they're like, oh, your your Roku won't work with this. Well, if you unplug this, yeah. and you unplug uh, this, and then plug yours into the HDMI port that that little box was, yeah. A lot, a, lot, fine. a lot of these are hospitality TVs made from possibly Samsung or something like that. Samsung and LG yeah. are the two. And you can easily get a remote control online. I've, I've looked at it. You can get one. You type in a certain code, and then it'll unlock the feature. It goes into a menu system where you can unlock a lot of the features and able to basically plug your device in and watch it. Yeah. I'm not going to explain what the code is, but, I mean, a thing called Google is your best friend. <laughs> All you have to do is Google the words hospitality TV remote control code. Boom, and it'll tell you what it is. I've done it a couple of times and it worked and I unlocked it and I plug in my computer to watch a movie or something like that, you know, that I only had on my, my iPad or my, my laptop. So I think, you know, it's just another feature. I think it has to deal with, they wanted you to basically watch their pay-per-view movies. That's uh that's all it is. That's all it is. It's like, um, they're wanting you to, to basically, Oh, we got this brand new movie that's out. Cause you know, a lot of the times the ships would actually get early releases. 
that haven't been made out on DVD or available for downloads or stuff like that. And so, you know, they paid for to get this early release of this movie or this release of this movie earlier before you can buy it at home. And they want you to watch it on the ship. But most people are still not watching it. It's like they're out and about on the ship. They come back to their cabins at night. They're going to chill and relax and probably go to sleep because they got another long day of excursions tomorrow. A lot of the ships, I think, stopped doing. When I left, I heard a lot of ships stopped doing pay-per-views. All the pay-per-views that they they started pulling them off on the ships because they weren't. It wasn't what I heard. They weren't getting the money in return. Wow. You know, you think about it. uh, Yeah, if you're gonna do a pay-per-view on a ship, you're better off doing it in one of the sports bars. Uh, well, you'll get more of a return from it than than hoping that people would buy it on the ship. Well, they they would do movies on the upper deck and stuff like that, and uh, there'd be tons of people watching those movies. A because it's free, B because it's on a big screen, and C because it's outdoors, and you're you're hearing the ocean go by and stuff like that. So we play a lot of movies that were almost Wish. still out in theaters. That are just came out through just like the the week before we had these movies and we're playing them on the 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 big LED wall out there and the thing is is like the company had to get a special license for that so we couldn't just take that movie and play it into like the sports bar on another screen and something like that we had a license to play it on that screen only and that was it and the same thing with you know, the football games and stuff like that or different other stuff that we have on. We only had a license to play it on those screens. We couldn't, it's like, there's a lot of times I was like, I couldn't play the, like, hey, can we get this game on? I was like, sorry, we can't, we don't have a license for it. You know? Kerfuffle. And so, because, you know, a lot lot of our times we only played, like, Based upon where your ship was homeported, that would be where your um, your home team would be. So you got Miami be the mm. Dolphins, New Orleans, you know, New Orleans would of course be the Saints, Galveston would be the Cowboys, or sometimes the Texans, but most likely be the Cowboys. And you would have us, you would get the license to broadcast that. And so you couldn't have somebody like on the ship say, "Hey, I want to see the." the Chiefs versus the Steelers or something like that play on the big screen. It's like, sorry, we don't have a license for that. We can't. It's like you can watch in the sports bar, but we can't. And if it's being broadcasted onto your TV in your cabin, you can watch it there, but we can't put it anywhere else. We don't have the license to do that. That's the honest truth. That wasn't like me trying to BS all the answer. That was the honest truth. Was he like, was BSing. No, don't believe him. Yeah, he was BSing. Probably so. I mean, no, Okay. On a technical aspect, all I had to do was route it. All I had to do was route the signal. I could probably do it. But from the legal aspect of things, I couldn't do it because of the license. I think I'm going to use the name Benjamin. For what? For me. Oh, Benjamin. Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) And what what I'm made you that. come up with that uh, name? Why employ that name? Uh, probably because I just watched somebody have a super huge uh, 
poster of Ben Roethlisberger, and it made me think of Benjamin. Benjamin. And I don't like Ben Roethlisberger, so I thought of a Benjamin that I liked, which was Ben Franklin. Yeah. Who was sarcastic, facetious, and kind of a dick to people, so I can relate to him. <laughs> Wait, so how how is Benjamin Franklin a, a, a dick? Oh, come on. Okay. Everybody hold for a second. I have to I have to pull this up. Uh he that falls in love with himself will have no rivals. That's a quote. There was never a good war or bad peace. Uh look before and you'll find yourself. Don't throw stones at your neighbors if your windows are made of glass. He that would live in peace and at ease must not speak all he knows or judges or all he sees. Oh, where's the good ones here? Benjamin Franklin was a dick. Uh, Benjamin Franklin did not like people. Benjamin Franklin actually didn't like uh, when the Constitution... Or when the Declaration of Independence was written, um, Benjamin Franklin was a huge advocate for for making it so that congressmen and senators and presidents all had term limits uh, because he he didn't want anyone to make money off of it. And you're against that? No, I'm not all for that. That sounds like perfect right now. Like, if you look at the way it is today for people that have been in the Congress for 20, 30 years, it's like, why didn't we have term limits for these people? It's like, they don't really represent the people anymore. But that's a different discussion, I guess. Well, it's, it's not that it's a different discussion. <clears throat> you just kind of asked me why Benjamin Franklin was yeah. a dick. And the fact is, is that... uh. Uh, here, here, here is one of the best quotes that he ever said. Guests, just like fish, begin to smell after three days. He did not like people. He said guest? Yes. Like like a guest in your house. Oh. If they stay there for more than three days, they start to stink. And <laughs> I, 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 I don't think he, he means literally stink. I think he, well... Back in his day, yes, probably because they didn't take showers or sets that often. Like three can keep a secret if two of them are dead. <laughs> wow, he is he. Based on his quotes and everything, he sounds like a douche. I was trying to find the 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 ignorant quote. Um, Ah, here you go. Being ignorant is not so much a shame as being unwilling to learn. So in other words, people that are ignorant don't have to stay ignorant. It's just the majority of the people do. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It's... Mm. So you you want to be called Ben because of Benjamin Franklin... But then you're saying Benjamin Franklin 
was a douchebag. So are you saying that you're a douchebag? Uh, anyone who knows me knows the <laughs> answer. Uh, that's not even... Why, why even ask the question? Uh, I just want to hear it. I just want to hear it. Let's that's see. all. I've known you for, what, 13 years now? Something like and that. The, I, I've called you jackass every day of your life. Yeah, it doesn't bug me. There you go. Does not bug me. What's up, everyone? Jordan here. Thank you for listening to my very first podcast. Since the recording of this podcast, I have come up with a name. I'd like to welcome you to the Wandering Freelancer Podcast. You may say, what is the Wandering Freelancer Podcast? Well, this podcast is basically discussing tips and tricks of the freelancing AV industry with media, film, video, and audio. During this podcast, I'll bring in different people from the industry to discuss the ins and outs and their stories. So sit back, relax, and have a good time.